G'day there, Fling fans. We are here with another Two Drunk Flings, Flings and Friends broadcast. I'm Drew, uh, Drew's first 77 on the <laughs> NAF. The hell is that? Not easy, is it? No, it's not easy at all. It's not easy. <laughs> we also join me, Mike. Hi, I'm Dynamike, and I'm really glad that I didn't have to do the intro this week. <laughs> and we're here with Tom. And Tom. <laughs> and and Tom's here. <laughs> I hate my internet so much. <laughs> Tom, what the fuck? I heard oh, everyone. God. I heard everyone, and then it goes, and uh, uh, Tom, and then it was exactly that moment where my internet decided to crash. Should we start again? I think we should. That might be an idea. All right. Nice little out tape for you, Mike. Hi there, Fling fans. We're here for another episode of the Two Drunk Flings podcast. I'm Drew, Drew's first 77 on the NAF website, and I'm joined here with Liam. Hello, this is Liam from the Two Drunk Flings, and my NAF name is Aeop Middork. And we've got Alan here. Aeop, I'm Alan, also known as Gilly Wonka <laughs> on the NAF website. Love that. And we've got Mike. Hi, I'm Mike. I'm Dynamike on the NAF website. And Tom. Hi, I'm Tom. I'm Colossus Thunder on the NAF website. That's a great NAF name. <laughs> and we're going to save the best for last. We're here with James. This is Beard Jones, a.k.a. Legion on the NAF. Awesome. So welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Tom, this is your first episode, I believe. Yeah, I've ended up on someone else's podcast before this one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I said to him, do you want a job with them or do you want to stay with us? trying to get rid of it because right. <laughs> <laughs> i have to do all your paperwork for you that's why you don't know what to um what to file to get rid of me so basically what uh, people who don't know tom tom is basically my sugar bitch finger mama ball scratcher leather whipper say my name bitch basically he's picking up a lot of the slack for me and some of the guys so thank you very much for that tom no worries but yeah, when you go to NAF tournaments and that with us, you'll get all the like all the women around you and paparazzi and that. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah, guys, I hope you will all be well. I mean, this is the first time we've had a conversation together, actually, all in the same room since lockdown. I hope everybody's well. Is everybody coping all right? It, it's nice to see all of your faces or most of your faces. I'm not coping brilliantly with with lockdown. At the start, it was fine. It was just some painting. A bit of online gaming, but it's been going on for the best part of a year now. It's been a long time since I've played any desktop Blood Bowl. Liam, we had a couple of games on BB2, which is the only Blood Bowl I've played since uh, Bumcheek Bowl, round at Bumcheek Daves. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to being able to to get out there, roll some dice, foul some star players, particularly Griff, as everyone has a Griff now. Um, and he's my, oh, yeah. my favourite player to stomp. My God. Before the podcast, we had a little chat and a catch up with everyone. And James out in Florida, you've actually been to some tournaments. I've seen them on the BBC and I am pretty jealous. Do you want to tell us how they've gone and what COVID type regulations you've taken into account with your planning? Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of being jealous, I'm extremely jealous because I don't get to play and I might put them on. <laughs> I ra- rarely play in tournaments and it's not because I, I don't like to play. It's just that I've learned a long time ago. I think I've run almost 60 tournaments since I've been running them. And I've learned to not play in your own tournament, find a ringer, 
give him some free shit, have him show up, and just... I don't know. I'm, I'm like giving Liam some kind of virtual enema right now. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I think I can hear a trombone. It sounds like Alan's got like an elephant or something, or like a rhinoceros in his house. You can still see it. And Alan's looking around. I just tried to stifle a hiccup. What is it? Is it Mary? Is she trying to get out of the cellar? No. <laughs> Mary's downstairs. I'm upstairs. The Joseph Fritzel marriage. <laughs> I'm upstairs in the bedroom and she's downstairs. I don't know what you can hear. No, it sounds like... I thought, honestly, someone was playing a trombone. <laughs> That's what I could hear. It's like... And I thought Alan was looking for it, like he was hunting. Yeah. Like just Every time there was a noise, Alan would look as if <laughs> yeah. there was something going. She might be making some soup downstairs. Alan, are you guessing a rusty trombone as we speak? <laughs> no. Not this time. <laughs> Sorry, James. We were, we'll shut up now. How is it going, James? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's hilarious. That's okay. Oh, it's going good. I don't really get to play in many tournaments. Uh, I run them. So we were prepping a January tournament since the new rule set came out. And I think we got like 20 or 24 coaches for it. And then immediately thereafter, we did like a Ken Parks. He's one of the Florida Blood Bowl TOs and coaches down here. We decided to do two back-to-back tournaments using the same rule set to get existing coaches kind of used to it. And every time they release a box set, there's just an implosion of new coaches. So... The one we have coming up in February has 30 coaches and a third of it, 10 coaches are brand new, either having never played Blood Bowl before or they've never played in a tournament before. That's really impressive. And G-Dub gets a lot of stick, but when they released 2016 and from what you're saying, this new box set, it's getting a lot of uh, new people involved, which is brilliant because they're shit at Blood Bowl and we might win some games. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alan <laughs> sits up and gets ready. Yeah, yeah I, I can win some. That's true. That's absolutely true. Well, talk about winning games and beating noobs, Alan. So Alan mentioned to me the other day and says... I've got 176 losses on Fumble. <laughs> and I was like, Alan, when we first started the podcast three years ago, you was on 126 losses. So in the space of three years, you've lost 50, yeah? Yeah, 100, uh, no, I'm on 179 losses. So. Oh, it's, it's gone up again. So yeah, so 179 <laughs> losses. Yeah. So for three years, you've lost nearly, what, 54, 53 games, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, <laughs> and then you, you proceeded to tell me how many you've won. How many have you won in three years? What, on Fumble? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. None, I don't think. Maybe one or two. Are you still on five wins? Yep. But I'm, on six, I'm on six draws now. I draw a game this week. <laughs> so you haven't won a game on Fumble for three years? As long as you're having fun, though, that's what's important. Yeah. So he's, he's averaging one draw a year and around about one loss every three weeks. Yeah. That is fucking messed up. And you're still braving it on. Yeah. Are you just playing flings? No, I've got a chaos team at the minute. <laughs> I thought he was going to say dwarf. Maybe you should uh, do the cheaty teams and like stick with chaos doors and wood elves. The broken teams. Well, no. they're not broken anymore. They're not. In Fumble, they still are. They're fucked now. Wood elves are thrown and catching on a four plus. They're catching on a two. Oh, they catch on a two. Yeah. That's it, yeah. The Fumble's the old, the old rules. Yeah. Passing on a four. Alan, I painted you a, a and, and got you a really nice Norse team. Yep. Just so you didn't have to think and you could just have block on everyone. Yeah. Why aren't you winning some games? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Tell us. It's a difficult question. <laughs> well, I'd already started this team on Fumble. 
And um, I decided that every player I'm going to name somebody after that's associated with the podcast. <laughs> and then if they level up, they get to choose their skills and it can be whatever they want. So, Drew, you're the Minotaur that I've got and you've got like strength six and block. Nice. Liam, you're, you're one of the blockers and you've got like big arm and something else because you decided to choose big arm to be big hands yeah because yeah. <laughs> I'm a wanker that's what it was like I want one big right arm but the thing is the other day the, um, the Minotaur was in two tackle zones and I passed it on a 6 plus and he caught it so again yeah why do you keep doing that like it's nice to be named after the best monitor of Blood Bowl history. Yeah. But I'm also on a team of fucking losers. So. <laughs> yeah. No, but you drew a game. You, they, they, they drew a game, so. Oh, well done. Why is the passing with the Minotaur the go-to? I don't get that. Why that action keeps getting chosen? It's not passing with the Minotaur. It's passing to the Minotaur, and it just seems to work now and again. It's I don't know why. <laughs> About one time in six, oh. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but it only, the thing is, it only it only sort of works when the Minotaur's in like two or three tackle zones, and he catches the ball. Oh my god! <laughs> but this is the thing, is right. If you do play someone like Alan, and he does go right, I'm going to throw to his Minotaur. He would always roll a six, and they're the worst games that you can have at a tournament is when you're playing someone who does stuff like that because you just can't predict what they're going to do like you could sit there and set it up and you go oh, I'm throwing to the manager on the same splash for starters you're not going to put anybody in the way to intercept it because you're going to go well he's never going to pass to his monitor so interception's immediately off the table so yeah you just don't, yeah. you're not going to plan for it are you no I love how Mike's trying to justify these shit tactics <laughs> it's just terrible <laughs> unless you listen to the podcast if you listen to the podcast you'll be fully aware that that monitor is going to get a few yeah mark that monitor so what is the reason though Alan why have you lost we've <laughs> still not heard an excuse you just went, well, how did you lose that? I've named a few players, look. <laughs> oh, I'm just shit at Blood Bowl, aren't I, really? So. <laughs> That's all we wanted to hear. The last, yeah. last time I saw you play, um, Alan, you, you swarmed your flings around a downed tree and tried to foul it. And it wasn't until you'd moved your last fling into fouling position you realised you'd surrounded your own tree. Own tree. That was yeah. that. <laughs> uh, water bowl. No, that was, what's it? That was Bird Mayhem, wasn't it? Bear Mayhem. No, 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 no. The Bear Mayhem was his collar was on the sideline and he went right blitz and tried to blitz his own collar (laughs) off the sideline. That's what you were talking about in our game yesterday, wasn't Uh, it? (laughs) Yeah, tried to blitz his own collar off the pitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's his model. (laughs) Yeah, but the next. His own model. Didn't even borrow it. He didn't borrow it from me. He just Wait, fucking... that was wasn't it my car? <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh. Yeah. Uh, if you see, if you Alan, if you paint your own models, you remember which team they're on. <laughs> I talking of model, <laughs> talking of model painting. I know you've got some teams that need painting, and I've had a guy called Danny. I don't normally send teams out to commission paint, but I didn't want to paint the orcs from the new set because I think they're a bit shit. So there's a guy in Nottinghamshire called Danny Ellis who offers to paint teams for 50 quid a team. So this is cheap. And I know you're cheap, Alan. So if you do want some teams, I'll give you his details. But he's done a superb job, turn them around really quick. And for the price, I don't think there's many better people locally. So I'm really, really pleased with the work he's done for me. Yeah, I saw his post on Facebook. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's quite good. And I'm a good painter, but sometimes you see a team, you just don't have any real desire to paint it, but you think, well, I can't just leave them grey plastic, because then how am I going to feel superior to other people? 
and you might end up blitzing your own players. Exactly that. <laughs> Is that? Um, James, I wanted to uh, touch upon you about this. So your tournament. So wait, wait, you wanted to touch up on James? Yeah. Hello, cutie pie. <laughs> yeah. Just a bit. Well, brush up against him. That's it. It's not getting better. No, no. I'm not good at long distance relationships. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. His penis is very long. It is very thin. It's not fat. It's just like like a spaghetti. <laughs> like half cooked spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, James, have you been using the BB2020 rules in your tournaments? Yes. Okay, and what tournament build, like the builds are you giving them? Because we've had like a few discussions on Sin City, and we're trying to figure out whether how much you should be giving them. Like a lot of tournaments are giving them 1,150 gold tier ones. They're low builds, uh, and we broke it up by tiers, the tiers that GW broke uh, the teams into. So we did like a, a tier one, I think it was 1,050, a tier two was 1,100, and I don't know, tiers, I'd have to go back and look on the, I mean, you can find the information on the NAF. The first tournament we ran was Dogs of War Gaming Cup. And honestly, I think it did pretty well because it gave the tier three teams a little bit of a boost. We didn't do skill packages or anything like that. The, the money you got was for building your team entirely. I'll tell you one thing, looking back in hindsight, is that when Ken and I put the rule set together, because like I was saying before, we did two tournaments and there were identical rules to get everybody up to speed with the new system. The first event, everybody kind of looked and was like, you didn't cap skills Stupid. for skill stacking or for the number of skills. And we're like, nope. Nope. So we actually had a lot of coaches, quote unquote, think outside the box and bring a whole lineman team and then just build them up with skills. Oh, that's devious. <laughs> Like one of our guys, Chris Nelson, who is our winningest Blood Bowl coach in Florida. We have the NAF tournament series, and I think he's won it three years in a row. He's won an insane amount of tournaments. The guy is really good. He's originally from Canada. He moved to Florida, and somehow he, he got the Florida man moniker. But uh, he's super, super good coach. And he likes to meta. And we use that as a verb where, you know, you put out a rule set for a tournament, and the motherfucker just sits there day and night for like weeks, building 100 plus rosters, trying to figure out every loophole. He's a T.O.'s worst nightmare. I still love him, though. Do they call a a win at any cost, the people that just want to win? He does. The worst kind of people in the world. But I guess if you if you can spend 20k on block and wanted to take an Amazon team, for example, you could have every player as a blodger for, what, 70 gold per person? Yeah. On paper, it sounds like a great idea. And we had two coaches who did it. Uh, actually, I think there might have been three. One was an Amazon team, but he was a new coach. His name was Joe, and it was his first tournament, and he did okay for it being his first tournament. The other two guys, um, John Alberto, who is, if Chris is like our winningest coach, John is, is a close second. He does really well in a lot of events, and I think he brought an Amazon team and, and built it that way with, um, they were all basically linemen. And uh, he came in second place. Chris, who took a chaos team and all beastmen, and built him up as lineman. He got trashed pretty good in round one and ended up coming in like somewhere in the top 10, but he didn't do as well as he thought. So yeah, people took advantage of that, which is fine. But I didn't see anything outside the norm in terms of like, actually, yeah, snotlings. We had a coach who was pretty experienced, Howard, and he was he played top table with snotlings in round two and round three. And he ended up um, drawing in the last round, which he, if he would have won, he would have won the whole tournament with snotlings. That's what you kept saying, Liam, wasn't it? They were devastating on the pitch. Snotlings are good, though. I think they're the, easily the most competitive of all the stunties. I agree. With a good coach like who can you know manage their rerolls, they were just devastating. As luck would have it, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, the first tournament for 2021 was the Big V in Australia. 
and the winning team for that tournament was Tomb Kings. So jokingly, we have a guy here, his name is Biscotti, Josh Biscotti, and uh, he's been playing the same Tomb Kings team, Kemri, called Muffles Vagina. He's been playing it for uh, two years now. And he plays it in league, he plays it in tournament, he plays, that's all he plays, is this Camry team called Nuffles Vagina. So who the fuck do you think wins our tournament? The goddamn Tomb Kings team. So <laughs> first two tournaments of 2021 were both won by Tomb Kings. That's insane. They're so boring as well. They're dollars to play with or against them dwarfs, I think. Wow. They're boring. Our friend Rick, ostentatious, plays Camry, and they're a boring team. And Rick plays, I, I love Rick, but he plays so slowly sometimes. I want to hurt him. <laughs> well, um, Rick was actually at Strangle Bowl, and by the time all, like the first round was over, him and his guy, who was also a slow coach, ended up not even finishing the first half on the first round. <laughs> wow. So you guys, you don't give him any more time. Like, you do hard rounds, like two hours or 2.15. So four-minute turns into... Yeah, so it's usually around two hours and 40 minutes, eight, 45 minutes. I think we can be quite flexible. Like, if it's going to go into lunch, we just say, you know, you just don't get to eat, fucker. But I, I know Rick, and I do love him. He's been my nemesis, but he's not anymore. If I'm playing him now, I, I just say, Rick, no more talking, move your pieces. And he's like, yeah, yeah, cool. You're absolutely right. Just before lockdown, he and uh, Jamie, Bob Cheek Dave, were going to be in a play in Derby at a proper theatre. And Jamie's never acted before. And for those people that don't know Jamie, he's a glorious man, but he looks like an English Rabsi Nesbitt. I'll tell you this, this is Rabsi Nesbitt, farewell contact. So always wearing the vest, <laughs> kind of unwashed, drunk, not privately educated by a long shot. <laughs> but and, but and him, him and Rick, are, they're best buddies, they're on the opposite end of the, the life spectrum. But they were going to be in this play, and it was going to be incredible, and it was all... I was looking forward to that. I was so yeah. looking forward to it. They had the flyers out with their with their photos on, and Alan, we know you like going to a stage show with budgies and fingers and vaginas, so it wouldn't be quite like that, but I think it would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Tijuana donkey show. Back you go, motherfucker! There's the fucking door! See you later, bitch! I've got a question for you, James, actually. Yeah. So you've told us about the most winning coaches in, in Florida. Who's Florida's equivalent of Alan, do you think? <laughs> well, we had one like that. He passed away. Yeah, he couldn't win a fucking match to save his life, but he, he was a good guy. So he started running tournaments instead of playing in them. But if he played in a tournament, he knew goddamn well he was going to come in last place. Well, that was not the comedic ditty that I was hoping for. Well, that was awkward. Yes, it was. <laughs> You know, I don't know. We, we kind of uh, spread it around a little bit. I, I don't think there's like a losingest coach that I know of that I can think of who's collected a lot of wooden spoons. There's only one Alan. There's only one Alan. We don't have an Alan. Alan! Not like that anyway. <laughs> well, we've got two. We've got Daniel Bradley as well, who's still not won a game. Has he not? What? He's still not won a game. We spoke to him not long ago. Yeah, still not won a game. Fucking outrageous. At all? Ever? At all. Ever. He's never, ever won a game online, on tabletop, on anything. Wow. Just goes on and logs on and just goes, yeah. Like he took a necromantic team, all zombie. We need to organise that match. We need to have Alan versus Dan. I played him. Did you? Did you win? Yeah. At the DBBL, yeah. Oh, you've already beat <laughs> Oh, fair Cool. Yeah. They'll draw 0-0. Zero, zero. I think it was like... Imagine that. I, I beat him like 1-0 or something. <laughs> Imagine that. It was like my first game. It was no, like my first no. game in the league. Oh, okay. I'm sure it was. That's amazing. Are you enjoying that, Drew? <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, it's nice, thanks. So I've, moved, I've moved my mic away, so you fuckers have to listen to me too, but hopefully it won't be on the recording. <laughs> I'll just put that there. I'll mute myself while I film the face. One second. Make more work for Mike. He likes that. 
<laughs> so I've got a really good question for James and well, actually any of you guys, but mainly aimed at James. So for BB twenty twenty, what have we learned so far? I mean, what are you? What have you found that's really exciting? with Blood Bowl 2020 and what is it a skill an added star I mean for me at the minute is all about Griff Carla on a build of halflings say a 1100 team build with halflings two trees Griff Carla and a chef is nasty absolutely nasty that sounds it what I do is when I when I test out a halfling build I play 20 games I don't care if I lose all 20, at least I know it doesn't work. 20 games is brilliant. It, it sounds ridiculous and it's a long process, but you will get everything out of that build. Every single thing out of, out of 20 games. You could possibly do it at 15, but I like 20 just because I can't add up properly. So if you have... I mean, I've played the Griff Carla combo, BB2020, and this is against a mixture of like Wood Elves, against Stunties. Not many Stunties, but the Bashy team's kind of kicked my ass a little bit because they just basically caged... Carla, the cage griff, and it was a bit shit, but that's what they do. But against Wood Elves and all the, all the other elves, I've got wins. And Stunties, I've got wins. So all together, i got nine wins out of the 20 with this build, nine wins. i got seven draws. Seven draws and four losses, yeah. That's pretty good. That's insane. Playing star players have a much bigger impact in, in the new rule set. Massive. Absolutely yeah. massive at the moment. Yeah, they designed it that way. Yeah, so. exactly, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's to make people buy more forgeable minis. Yep. I mean, because the miniature, it's 20, 20 quid for a tiny miniature when they're selling a full box for 20 or less. Uh, 25 now, I think it is. Yeah, but it's still cheap anyway. I mean, that's still spot on. To me, for the stars, look at Hackflem on the Snotlings. I'm going to bang on and bang on about Hackflem on the on the Snotlings. Hackflem can go on the Goblins. What the fuck? Having Hackflem on Goblins is ridiculous, and especially on the Snotlings. I mean, Movement 9, you've got a ball carrier there. Add four with two heads. Yeah, I like it, though. Has he got extra arms? I think he's got two heads. So yeah, I mean, what have you guys found? Have you found any combos out? Have you done any combinations? Have you found like a new rule that you think works really well? I mean, Blitz as well. Blitz and the Blitz table is brilliant. I love how that's been dumbed down to D3 plus 3. I think that works spot on. It's not cheating. Well, it's not cheating anyway, but I just think it works out a lot better. We just did the one tournament, and we have another one coming up in less than two weeks. So I think we're going to see what people did in that first one. They're going to go back to the drawing board and be like, all right, well, let's try something different this time. So I think I'm, we're going to see a lot more crazy shit in the second one. But yeah. did I see anything truly outside the box? The star players, yeah. I, I saw a lot of star players, especially on the Tier 3 teams. They make them super competitive. I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't underestimate them, especially if you have a coach who has some experience. We had a coach who brought snots, and he was on the bottom throughout the whole day because, one, he's not a veteran coach, and, and two, he's played snotlings for the first time. So I wasn't surprised by that. But Howard, who never played Snotlings before, who is a veteran coach, was on top table all day. Wow. Blipper, no. He just knew how to effectively use them. Skill-wise, I only saw one or two teams take any of the new skills, and I didn't hear and get any feedback like, oh my god, that was fucking awesome, like, I'm so glad I did that, or I'm so glad I did that. I didn't hear anything like that. Passing seems to be a bit of a clusterfuck for everybody. <laughs> yeah. That was that was the, the, the thing, the tournament that kept slowing us down. And we had two TOs, like Ken and I both decided that we weren't going to play, that we were going to back each other up. So we were both running around answering rules questions with the book. And that seemed to be the one that came up the most was uh, passing. 
Because nowadays, if you, if you mess up a pass, you can throw it behind you six squares, right? Potentially. Honestly, without having the book in front of me, I don't even <laughs> remember. But it, it, it's a clusterfuck. I mean, in what way, though? What questions were people asking? What's the, the new thing with... Wildly inaccurate and inaccurate. Yes, and, yes. Yeah. That, that was the big stumbling block. Right, okay, interesting. Because I've got the book in front of me now. We should ask Alan about the rules. Alan, read the rules! Alan, you should be reading these. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, baby! <laughs> yeah. Go fall asleep. I concur. It's a good bedtime story. <laughs> While he's looking that up, let me just cycle back to something that was asked before about, um, which I think is important. So I, I had a friend who, who just passed away from complications due to COVID. So I've turned into a, a rightful dick about how tournaments need to go, need to be. And everybody's wearing a mask all day. There's hand sanitizer frequently you know, uh, used and available. And uh, we put numbers on the tables, which we don't normally do in Florida. You kind of just, you know, if you have your pitch and you want to use it, you kind of sit where you're at. We had predetermined pitches with table numbers and you move to that table. I bought everybody lunch or we bought everybody lunch and I, I put on gloves and I handed out the pizza rather than people coming out and, you know, just grabbing slices. So I was a bit of a taskmaster, let's say that. If I saw somebody have their mask down below their nose for a single second, I called them out. If I saw somebody without a mask on, I called them out. And anytime anybody from Florida posted something like in the Blood Bowl community, like, hey, we have a tournament and blah, blah, blah. People crucified us. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. For you guys are you guys are running tournaments? What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, we're mature adults who know how to follow simple guidelines, and that's really <laughs> what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're simple fucking guidelines to protect you and you know the other people you're with. I get large gatherings, but you know if there are people going to work, if there are people going to the grocery store, if there are people living their lives, then surely we should be able to have some fun while we're under all this duress. So I have no qualms about running a blood bowl tournament and. Fuck the naysayers. I don't. I really don't give a shit about other people's opinion. Uh, that doesn't mean I don't take it into consideration, or I've already had that thought. And yeah, I, I'm making sure that everybody who comes there is protecting the person they're playing against and protecting themselves. And the next tournament is going to be no different. Actually, we bought masks for that tournament with our uh, tournament series logo on there. Oh, I want one. Actually, I think Ken got extras, so uh, that might be able to be arranged. Yep. Uh, there's a, a local company, not a local company, but there's a U.S.-based company. I think it's Vista Print, and they, they fucking print everything dirt cheap. So the masks were like uh, maybe five bucks each or six bucks each. So for, a, I don't know if it's a K95 or whatever the, the medical mask is. It's a good mask. It's not a cloth mask. It's like a, a protective one. But yeah, it's got our full color logo on there. So I thought that'd be pretty neat. Yeah, and that's a nice souvenir for people to take away in years to come when nobody's got COVID anymore. It'll be a good little uh, reminder. We actually did something similar at Bum Cheek Bowl where everyone was playing outside, people had masks on. It was as safe as you can make it. And one of the, the other things I do that isn't Blood Bowl, I do a lot of uh, airsoft and the site that I go to has taken a lot of extra steps to make sure everyone's safe and it, and it worked. If everybody can be sensible, we can have fun. The problem is people are fucking morons. So they need somebody like you, James, to say, you're going to be sensible or I'm going to cut you. Yeah, yeah you need to be. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy, though. It, it, it was I was exhausted by the end of the day, just feeling anxious about it. I don't want to be that guy. But you've got to be in these circumstances, I think. You've got to be that guy. I know. Rightly so, I think. And, and that we're lucky in a sense where this tournament was in a game store. And I, I know there's a huge cultural difference between like across the pond where you guys are versus where we are. We do a lot of tournaments not at, at breweries or pubs or uh, there's not a lot of alcohol always available. Like we, we have them, 
but maybe they're a few times a year. The big thing for us is supporting our local game stores and we do a lot of events there. And me typically, like when I run a tournament, it's, it's a three-way split. I'll do a split for um, swag, which is always important yeah. because even the coaches like Alan, sorry, Alan, uh, <laughs> I like them to show up and go home with stuff even if they don't win. Yeah, yeah. Alan always goes over the spoon. <laughs> and we go home with his wife. Hold up. Well, there's no need for that. That was uncalled for, Judith. Alan is struggling with a great deal of suppressed rage. Alan, how are you feeling right now? Fucking vegans! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> me and Liam, I'm going to stop you right there. Me, Liam has got the same amount of wooden spoons I have, but nobody ever mentions that. <laughs> really? If I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't bring it up, yeah. <laughs> I've got four wooden spoons. Liam's got the same. Yeah, but how many tournaments have you been to, Alan? Five. I don't know. Four. Yeah, I'm on, se- <laughs> I'm on 72 enough tournaments. 72. I got a wooden spoon at the two Drunklings one, so he, hasn't yeah. got, he doesn't always come last. I've got 72 tournaments under my belt. I've got no wooden spoons. I've got one. I got four. <laughs> I got it because the girl I was playing against was like, please don't beat me. I'll be in last place. She's like, can we do a draw? Please be my friend. Oh, my friend. And I said, we could do a draw. <laughs> so I wasn't trying. So I still ended up coming in last place. I would have said no. I would have really said no. I went, no, sorry, dude. this is my Bob. Boom, five now, see ya. <laughs> Did she get go. a draw because she was hot? Or if she was like comely, would you have crushed her? <laughs> no, that had, that had nothing to do with it. She was trying. She just sucked at the game. Um, had no... <laughs> Like she was throwing two die uphill blocks constantly, and I'm like, why? Why? Like, I'm like that meme with the whatever that animal is. Like, why? 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 So I, <laughs> yeah. as long as you know what, she showed up. She paid her entry fee. She was having fun. At the end of the day, that to me, that's all that matters. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I mean, I played a girl at the UKTC, and she was like, I've not done well this tournament. I'm quite new to blah blah. I really enjoyed myself. I'm hoping this game's gonna go a lot better. And I was like, oh, okay, wicked. Not gonna happen. No, not gonna happen. <laughs> Boom, battered her, 3-1. <laughs> I, let her, I let her score a constellation touchdown right at the end to make her feel good, but no, I wouldn't let her win. No way. <laughs> Win's a win, mate. <laughs> and that, and that's I don't care if you're a kid. I don't care if you're dying. <laughs> I'm going to beat you. That was like me at Bum Cheek Bowl when I won against, what's his name, Daniel Waddy, a Skaven team. Oh, that I played against that Skaven team and beat the shit out of it. Yeah. I went Orcs with Almighty Blow because I was feeling angry about something and just totally destroyed two teams. Sounds like our game yesterday, Liam. Until I got to Steve Cross. That wouldn't bug me if a kid brought a Wood Elf team, like, because he, you know, wants to win with a Wood Elf team. He's like, fuck that kid, he's going down. Yeah, yeah, too, right. Now, if he's playing goblins just to shit around and have fun, because anytime I've ever seen a kid play Blood Bowl, they're playing a team that they think looks cool or is fun. Yeah, Yeah. I've never seen a kid play like a Wood Elf team or a Chorf team because they're in it to win it, if that's the case. <laughs> some of the kids that come to tournaments in Derby, in England, sorry, are, some of the kids are insanely good. Like, really, really good. Like Mike Davis' yeah. kids. Yeah. He's amazing. Do you remember that team we played at the World Cup and there was a teacher who brought a load of kids? Yeah, yeah. And I said to that kid, look, if you let me win, I'll, I'll buy you <laughs> booze, I'll give you fags, you can have some drugs. <laughs> wow. You still beat me, you little prick. <laughs> <laughs> We were James. We were so near the bottom table. Honestly, it was we. It was our team, and then I think it was two other teams. Then it was it. It was the bottom table. We were so close. We were dreadful. We had a good time though. Seriously, Drew, 
You've grown up around people who play board games. What made you think that this kid was going to be a rock and roll kid who is like into, you know, drugs, sex and alcohol and all that sort of this stuff? This kid was a nerd. He needed some booze and some mandate. <laughs> what <though? laughs> Apparently what he needed was to beat the crap out of you. Yeah, he did. He beat my goblins and set. I've got a picture of seven of nine for you. Ooh, baby. Come to Butthead. Let him get all his Blood Bowl wins in now, because once he gets laid, he ain't gonna give a shit. Yeah. He'll do what we all did. He'll play Blood Bowl, he'll love it. He'll find ladies, and then once he's tired of having sex all the time and partying, he'll come right back to Blood Bowl where he belongs. <laughs> yeah, <Same as> we <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when does that happen? Sorry, I haven't reached that stage yet. <laughs> about 30. Mike's still at the beginner's stage. <laughs> Mike's right at the beginning. I've only just started playing Blood Bowl. When do we get all the women? I'm certainly not sick of them yet. You've got to get some trophies, then you get the women, Mike. That's how it works. Uh, it's all about the winning. It's all yeah. about the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I heard about those Blood Bowl groupies. They're intense. Oh, yeah, if you get them. Yeah. Yep. Particularly if we're down for a bowl, because everybody's intense then. <laughs> Yay, that's where I was going with it, Mike. Well done. <laughs> so, James, in your tournaments, did people do a lot of leaping over prone players? Because for me, that's the other big change. Nope. Oh, okay, cool. Well, that conversation's over. I think there's still a lot of not embracing those new rules yet or those new skills. I think people were just excited to be there. I'm not embracing the new addition. I think they were just excited to be playing tabletop because the, the, the one before that earliest was November. So there was about a two month gap between the last tournament we did tabletop and this one. Two months? Yeah. It's been nearly a year for us, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, really long time. Our longest gap was, um, shit, let's see. March or April in 2020 might have been, and then there was, I think, a big pause, and the next one might have been July. So if it was March, April, May, June, it was only like four or five months where we kind of, you know, and that's when COVID was really just fucking things up left and right, and nobody was doing nothing, and people were just afraid to leave their house. And Hi. So yeah, people were just excited to be playing. Like I said, nobody walked out of that tournament. I think now that they have that one under their belt, I, I think a lot of the coaches are going to be coming back for this one. Yeah, be a lot more confident. Yes, and they're going to be doing things a little bit different. So I'd love to do a follow-up to that, and maybe that'll be a, a Flings Over America episode. Yes, if you guys haven't heard any of it, who are listening to the podcast now, there is a Flings Do America, which is run by our good American host, James. And go and check it out. Liam, you came up with that title and you still can't remember it. <laughs> what is it? Flings Do America? No. What is it? Flings Over America. Flings Over America. Oh. It was based on Wings Over America. It was your suggestion, dude. Yep. No, that was yours. That was yours. I wanted it to be tossing over America. <laughs> that was my suggestion because I'm a fan of Wings and Paul McCartney. Oh, there you go. right. Okay. Well, it's your show, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I wanted it to be tossing in America or something like that. Like. Yeah, but that means something <laughs> different over on your side of the pond than it does here. Yeah. yeah. There ain't no salad involved with that over here. It's just tongues and buttholes on your side. We're <laughs> <laughs> back to rusty trombones. That's how we want it. The thing is, you could put any English word and we an English person would turn around and go, ooh, kinky. You could turn any English word into a rude word. Let's try it, shall we? Let's have a little game. Alan, I'm going to say a word, see if you can turn it into a kinky word. You ready? Go on then. Toilet brush. Oh, yeah. Kinky toilet brush. <laughs> that's, that's not what I was trying to do. <laughs> see? Drew's taking his top off. True challenge rank accepted. Yeah, there you go. Got him all hot and bothered. Sorted. <laughs> Oh fuck, I'm really geeking out today. This Ultramarines t-shirt is... You are proper geeking out today, aren't you? It's a Games Workshop t-shirt from 2006. Yeah, okay. 2006. It's nice. It's tassy as fuck and it's got holes in it. 
talking about international stuff. Remember in our last podcast, I rambled on about where I think Games Workshop might go for new teams. So rather than releasing Norse and Amazon, there's already loads of good teams out there. I thought that they might go slightly outside the Empire region of the Old World to other places in the Old World. And this week, they've dropped the trailer for Warhammer 3 Total War. So for those that don't know, Total War 1 concentrated on the, the Human Empire and Orcs and introduced Chaos to the North. The second one brought in Lustria, the North American bit where the Dark Elves live, which I can't remember the name of the continent, Ulthwan and a little bit of Arabe. So the, the new Warhammer 3 has come out and Games Workshop's done a whole lot of additional lore. And they've introduced uh, Ind, which is, uh, I believe, snake people based in sort of like the Indian region. Cathay, which is the China region. They're doing the new Chaos Gods and they've got the Ogre Tribes, the Chaos Dwarfs and the Hobgoblin Nations. So if G-Dub's focusing on that side of thing at the moment, I think there might be a chance that we will see new Blood Bowl teams coming in rather than just redoing the old 24. I think we could see maybe a Snake People team from End. We could see a Cathay team which could have uh, Stone Dogs and those Terracotta Warriors and Jade Dragon type stuff. There's a real scope for Blood Bowl becoming more international and we'll get influences from those places that we don't traditionally associate with Blood Bowl. And to celebrate that, I've been painting a Imperial Nobles and I've given them Conquestador heads and their Attilian team, which is a Italian-type team from south of the Empire. But are there any teams that people particularly like Games Workshop to, to delve into? As in the lore? Yeah, or like in, in like they haven't had a team before that you think would be brilliant. So like uh, the, the Vampire Pirates team, which I know that Punga have sort of had a little dabble with, but they could release proper proper rules for that for an undead pirate team. I would like Halfling team to be... I mean, the Halfling team that GW Dodd... Really good. You yeah. can't beat it. Mm. I mean, it's insanely good. Even the trees are really good. No, uh, wrong, wrong. Absolutely brimming over with wrong ability. Steady. <laughs> the trees are shit. I love the trees. I love those trees. They're so good. No. I love those trees too. Yeah, yeah they're really nice. But I would like them to do a bit more of a serious Halfling team because people just look at Halflings... I mean, especially now, people don't take Halflings or Goblins or anything like that seriously. And it's like James said, you've got a Snotling coach now in BB2020. These teams are going to be right up there. And people are still looking at them like, yeah, well, they're quite funny. But I'd like to see a Halfling team, a serious one. That'd be nice. They're going to learn quick, though, when they underestimate that team and then they get rolled by it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait. I am so excited. They're the sort of teams that do well at a tournament because it don't matter if they die but they get a reputation for being rubbish in leagues where they just get murdered every week. Yeah, there's a huge difference between leagues and tournaments. Yeah. What do you, what do you prefer, James? Honestly, probably tournaments, only because one, I run more of them, and for me, for my schedule, it's easier to just isolate a day and say, all right, well, this day in two months is going to be for Blood Bowl. Uh, rather than trying to arrange matches with, you know, if I have five other coaches in my division for a league, it's like, all right, well, when could you play? All right, well, well, how about this? All right, well, shit, this came up. All right, well, let's reschedule. All right, well, you know, fuck it, you take the win. Like, no, I'm not going to take the win. Let's play. I don't know. Like, when it works and it flows and it, it's there's no problems, I love league play. But I found my niche, and I know running tournaments is my thing. So if I had to choose between the three tournaments, leagues, and, and being a TO, being the TO is what I'd rather do. That's awesome. Yeah, that's some good points. I think we are spoiled a little bit with uh, Johnny Bull, who runs the Derby Blood Bowl League, does a fantastic job. 
And when that goes back into full flow, I cannot wait because it's a chance for everyone to see each other. Yeah, We play one, once every three weeks and you get to develop a team, which is great. And last season we were, I was two games in playing Wood Elves, uh, already sick of them. Uh, and then the COVID came in. So it's the best thing about COVID is I don't have to play Wood Elves anymore. <laughs> Wood Elves in the league is shit, aren't they? Well, let me ask you this though about that league. So do you guys, when you do leagues, do you have a league night or do you just kind of do it willy-nilly when coaches could play? You have to get your game in on a Tuesday and you've got three weeks to get it in. One of those three Tuesdays, which works great because then if something does come up, just fit it in for the next Tuesday. But the idea is we play at uh, Boards and Swords in Derby and support them and we give them a couple of quid for every game. So it's it's nicely run and we use OnBall as well to track the teams. So if you've not got a, if you've got a couple of weeks before your game, you can check who you're playing, which of their players have got niggling injuries, so you know when to foul them when they're on the deck, who their good players are. It does all the stats. You can even have write-up reports, and people do little write-ups, don't they, on the games? Oh as yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Was, match reports. Yeah, yeah. I always do a match report after the game as well, because when you add your details on, I think the, the rule generally is the winner writes the match report, and you can just do like a few lines if you want, or you can do a whole saga. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, what do you call it? You, you call it, say it again, the name? Omble, which is O M B B L. Omble? Yeah, we call it O B B L M, but yeah, I'm, I'm quite familiar with it. We use, we use it here, like all the leagues I've ever participated in, we've used it. And I'll tell you what, that is going to be, as far as leagues go, that's hurting a lot of leagues because there are players out there or league commissioners who are not going to start their league until they have something that they can manage it with, like OBBLM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like a, Mike Davies put out his thing, which has been very helpful, and we, we're using it now. And another commission who's starting their league, I recommended it to him, and he's going to use it. And uh, I think it's a great thing for the interim, but everybody's waiting for OBBLM to come back. And Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I know we could talk about that for an hour, but God bless those guys who are, you know, or girls or whoever's putting in their time to try and make that work. And, you know, this isn't one of those things where I'm pissing on GW, but I get it. They're a business, they're out to make money, and they have great products, and we love them, and, and people will break in this and that, but there's something that they're missing out on right there. Oh, yeah. They have the resources. They have the manpower. If they put that out there, I mean, that's their shit all over something that everybody's going to use for a league. They, that's what they should be doing. Yeah, yeah. I think they absolutely should, and I think that kind of product support helps them sell teams in the future. Yes. But there's no instant win for them. But then there's a program called Battle Scribe, which you can use for doing army lists. Yeah. And Games Workshop similar to them and said, right, you can't have any of our products on your Battle Scribe because we want to release our own army building IT, uh, which they did. I think you had to pay a monthly subscription to use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Shit. Yeah. So nobody got it. But then, of course, they've still done the cease and desist on the thing that works. So I still use Battle Scribe and I'm kind of annoyed that, that GW have told it to get bent. It was shit. That army builder was awful. Absolutely the Games Workshop one, dre yeah, yeah, dreadful. Yeah. And to, to try and charge a subscription for it is outrageous. outrageous. I mean, I'm quite happy to pay a subscription. I mean, even with the like the league builders and stuff, I'll quite happily pay that. If I had a league and they wanted like 10 quid a month or something just for me to use that to run a league, I'd be happy to pay that. It supports yeah, I think for, for a league commissioner to pay a little bit a month, absolutely fine. But yeah, yeah. I think for each person in the league to pay for it is, is probably a bit too much. I agree. But the, if the Mike Davis solution is working... I think it's a good short-term solution and well done to Mike. So Mike's part of the NAF, isn't he? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's kind yeah, of. He's, he's, he used to be the president, but he's he's not now, but he does his own thing. He's, he's, he does quite a lot. And he's, he does the adminning thing on the BBC, which yeah. <laughs> that is a thankless job. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> James is on it and me. <laughs> yeah, it is a thankless job. It's more of a finger pointing fuck you type of job, like where they're, they're pointing the finger at us and telling us to fuck off. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's quite fun. You know, we all of us do these things because we love the game. And I got that nickname as Mr. Blood Bolt. Mike Davies is really Mr. Blood Bolt because that man eats, drinks, sleeps breeds blood bowl for the benefit of the community and he's put so much time and effort into that uh, spreadsheet and yeah, yeah like i said I, I i'm using it and i've recommended it out to a lot of people and i think it is a solid option if you're one of those commissioners who's waiting to start their league because they don't you don't want to use it on paper you don't want to you know this is a good way to do it definitely it does raise a question what team am i going to take for the next dbbl next derby blood bowl league when that starts what else sure and monkeys might fly out of my butt. Fuck off, mine. <laughs> Alan? I hate, honestly, I hate that Wood Elf team. You know that one that I beat you 7-0 with? 7-1. Oh, oh, that one. That one. Yeah, <laughs> That's I, it. I vaguely remember that one. Vaguely remember It's that, that team, and I hate it. They're just awful. Alan, what, what do you think I should use? Bretonians. Imperial nobility, even. Oh, my God. I mean, there is no Bretonian team anymore, but I could use this new Tillian yeah. team that I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, all right. What was that, Tom? Oh, I was just saying that it's just the Imperial Nobility team there, hasn't it? Balan's already said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. So that's that's who he is. That just proves that Alan's reading a rule or two if he knew that. I'll tell you what, James, he's all over it. It's ridiculous. He actually questioned us on some of the rules. This is COVID. This is I blame COVID and Brexit. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you actually messaged me, didn't you, about the, the fling team with Carla and Griff? I did. I was like, can you double check it? It's <laughs> like because I was like, there's no way you can take Carla and Griff. Yeah. No way. And you can take Zug and Carla. Mm. Fucking Zug and Carla. Boner. You got a boner. Ooh. Liam, do you have no one else in your life to check rules with that you have to go to Alan as your first choice? I like to send Alan stuff. I like to send like I like <laughs> I'll send him a picture when I'm having a shit and stuff like that. My food Like you think he's a nutritionist? He's gonna give you some comments on it. Like that, like a. Not of my poo, me having a poo. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, he's not a sicko. <laughs> so it's like a headshot. Disgusting! Yeah. A turtle's headshot. Good morning, Alan. I'm just having a poo. How are you? <laughs> Alan, just let us know if veins start popping out on his forehead, then he's trying too hard. We need to add more fibre to his diet. <laughs> <laughs> Drink more water. He's a vegan. It's all fibre. That's uh, true. Slides out. <laughs> 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 Firing bullets. <laughs> yeah. Shit's like a deer. That was a good run. It, it took it took this long before everything went sideways. That was a good, that was like, what, 45 minutes? That was pretty impressive. Yeah, we were doing well. Um, uh, that wasn't bad. My wife's put me on a diet, so I've got no wheat, no gluten, no beer anymore. And oh, Oof. Oh, it's and we've been trying gluten-free food. It turns out it all tastes like shit. Gluten-free is not very nice, is it? No wonder you're having a miserable lockdown, dude. Mm. Yeah, but you know... It could be getting hangry. Could just do more drugs, I suppose. That would keep going, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no calories in Monday. <laughs> That's why they call them recreational drugs. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Exactly. It's okay to do heroin on a weekly basis because you can't get addicted to it. Wrong again, idiot. <laughs> disclaimer. Once just, again, Liam, not a doctor. Just a short disclaimer. Mike, cut it. <laughs> cut it. Yes, sir. He'll realise in a second. Wait. Whoops. Stupid. <laughs> People say alcohol's a drug. It's not. It's a drink. That kind of thing. How's your drinking, Liam, under lockdown? Drink or 
yes! <laughs> I've not drank for two months. I've got it here, actually. I've not drank for two months, 12 days and eight hours. Unbelievable, Jeff! You're keeping a tally. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. And I'm on two pints a day now. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'll quit drinking, yeah. My New Year's resolution is not to drink this year. Is it making you feel much better? I'm sleeping. Do you know what I was telling you? I kept, I wasn't sleeping for days and days. Like, literally, I'm not even joking. Like, I was turning to Fight Club. Like, I, I had Tyler Durden knocking at my door. It was, uh, I, I wasn't sleeping. So, yeah, I thought I'd, I'll quit drinking, see if that helps. And, yeah, I'm sleeping like a baby. You mean you're shitting yourself at night? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. The, the lockdown's been really good for me. I've got loads of painting done. It's just at the minute we've got Brexit. Ugh. I work for DHL and Brexit. It is absolutely killing me because I work in customs. So all these Grebo stuff, I've been helping loads of coaches out with this Grebo thing, trying to get their parcels through because it was all new Brexit rules, all new paperwork, all new customs charges. And it was just like all these bug bar coaches. I've, I've been loads of people just slagging Grebo. I've gone, ah, dare you send me a parcel when you're charging me for customs. It's like, mate, they're not. Grebo aren't charging you for customs. So I'm going to put it out there. If you order from anything from Europe now, from any third party, you're going to get customs customs charges stop it you voted have fun unless they declare it as a gift oh really no no that's illegal alan <laughs> once again a disclaimer just to say that alan is not a lawyer <laughs> yeah that is illegal why don't you just shove it up someone's arse and bring it over the country <laughs> must really want the greba <laughs> i ordered some stuff from puppet wars in I think it's Poland, isn't it? Poland, I think. Yeah, yeah Poland. Thank you, Tom. Right. And they arrived, no customs, no nothing. They put it as a as a gift, it's fine. But it was 15 quid, which I think is less than the customs threshold. But I think as a consumer, I'm not going to buy anything else from Europe at the moment. I imagine there's loads of people in Europe that are saying, do you know what? I'm not going to buy anything from the UK. Mm. I'll tell you straight up now. The new rule is if it's anything under £135 from Europe, you will not get charged any duty, but you will get charged VAT. So what you need to do is if you're ordering the teams, all the, all the third party people need to do is just pay the VAT and then make the models go up a bit more. So that VAT is covered. And that's it. It is that easy. They could get away with it by spending. If you spend 120 quid on a team and they paid the VAT at 13, 14 pound or whatever it's going to be, and then send it over, there'll be no duties or charges. Now, when it's coming over to the UK, there's admin charges on top of that. There's admin charges for customs. There's admin charges for DHL or post office. So there's those two charges, and then you've got 20% on top. So you're talking 120 quid, and you're getting charged 40 quid when the, the third party companies could just say, here's the VAT, send it over duties and delivery paid and then put the 14 euros or 14 quid whatever it is onto that charge i think the problem is a lot of these companies in europe are small companies they don't understand the british tax rules it's all been a bit of a shit show it's bad at the minute i'm going to give people another warning because this is something that i don't think people are aware of if you send a team to europe to paint even though it's your team you could potentially get stung on import and export duties for it as well you could get away with that. If you put it on the invoice when sending to Europe as a repair return shipment, you will not get charged anything. <laughs> That's clever. That is excellent. That is excellent advice. Consumer advice. Yeah, yeah. It's a repair. It's a, yeah, because if, if you got a watch or something, you would send it. If I had a watch and I was get, it's American and I sent it to America, I want and it's coming back to me because they've sent it there, getting it repaired, sending it back. There's no duty of VAT charge because you're not buying it. You're not keeping it there, you can send it back because they're sending it back. So. This is a good public service announcement because a lot mm. of people won't know that. And if they hadn't have declared yeah. like that, they could get stung by some 
big extra payments. Definitely. On top of the air. So, but you wouldn't get charged for the painting. You'd only get charged for the the amount the team's worth. Yeah. So you want, yeah, yeah. So which is uh, all right, but yeah, repair return always. And if you've got any more questions on customs or anything like that, please message us on Two Jump Flings Facebook page. I'm, I'm quite, I'm here all the time to answer any customs charges. Message Liam, not the main page, because I'll get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and I, all I'll go is I don't know. Yeah, no, message, yeah, message the main page. We need to make Tom work for his image on the logo. <laughs> My response will be, I'm sending it to Liam. <laughs> I'll get back to you. Yeah, please do. I mean, Why we've got Tom, I don't know if you guys know, but a lot of people do. We've actually started playing on twitch.tv. My Twitch is going up and up in numbers. We're flying the numbers, actually. We've been having games with Tom. And I wanted to bring up this. We've got another Twitch channel. Do you want to explain the Twitch channel, Tom? Yeah, so it's the um, it's a Two Drunk Things podcast Twitch channel. It's something that we've put on the uh, Facebook group a few times. Generally, we'll either play, like we did yesterday, me and Liam had a couple of games which came through his channel, but um, we host a lot of the Big Blood Bowl accounts, so that pretty much most of the time that you go on to our Twitch channel, there is always a Blood Bowl game going on. It's not necessarily from the Two Drunk Flings, but if you're just like a fancy a Blood Bowl game, you can just jump on there and there will be a game going on. And that's the general idea. Yeah, it's pretty much a 24-hour streaming, isn't it? So whoever's playing Blood Bowl is somewhere in the world. There'll be someone streaming. So you can just go onto the channel, bing, bang, bosh, watch some Blood Bowl. There may be a couple of points of like 2 in the morning where there's no Blood Bowl English time, but I've never been on and 2 in the morning to check. So There's a couple of streamers that are in Australia and there's a couple of streamers that are in the US. So yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it is, I think there's like a space between like half an hour and stuff between games, but there's always pretty much someone there. So if you want to watch Blood Bowl, Go for it. You can always join me and Tom as well. Me and Tom, we were going to be playing, but we did have a successful game not long ago. And Tom did something that I've never seen before in Blood Bowl. I've never seen this statistic come up before. I've never, ever witnessed anything like it. But Tom had a 0% zero, that's zero to you, Alan. Not a 0% zero ball possession. <laughs> to Tom. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Tom. I played Tom. And he didn't pick up the ball once. <laughs> In the whole game. Now, the whole game. now, I looked back at that. I looked back at the footage and I do think I did pick the ball up once. Because do you remember, I tried to pass from one half link to another and you suggested I should have handed it off instead. <laughs> and I dropped the ball and they didn't catch it. Because someone pointed out the no, ball you went see, six you, you went to pick up mm. and throw it. But then it, it doesn't catch uh. it. You picked it up and then thrown it, but your ball possession is you moving around, holding the ball and whatnot, but you never, you picked it up and just thrown. So it would Very count true. as not 0% ball possession. Well then, yeah, so, yeah, I did manage that. Technically, so yeah. <laughs> 0%. I feel I took it very well for never being able to pick up the damn ball. And then and then you <laughs> cutting down my tree man second turn. Or was it first turn? It's first turn with a chainsaw. First blitz, bosh. Tree's dead. <laughs> this is giving the seven-one for a run, surely. A zero yeah, percent possession. <laughs> that's that's you know. It's all right. I'm coming for Liam next weekend. Next weekend, Liam, it's all over. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. If you guys want to join us, please just jump in on a chat. You know, we, we're always there just to chat. I mean, even if you don't even want to watch Blood Boy, you just want to have a get together. Just come and join us in the game. We have quite a lot of fun. There's usually about 20 or 30 people watching. So, yeah, we're doing quite well. Yeah, we had a good giggle as well. I think we had a good laugh. It's a good laugh. Yeah, we had a really good laugh, especially uh, you not picking up the ball and things like that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so everything's going really well. What happened to you, Liam, that made you swear really loudly? 
It was the first game. Oh, okay. Game. So in a, in our first game, <laughs> I couldn't fucking believe what happened. In our first game, it was one one all the way through. I had my werewolf at the end of the pitch. All I needed to do was pick up the ball and hand it off. I don't know why I did it. I moved my zombie out of the cage, and it so he dodged. That's and, what it was. Yeah. That shit happens on Fumble quite a bit. I dodged a mummy into three tackle zones because I fucked up the the mouse, and there's no takebacks. So I'm like shit. Yeah. yeah. That that's about the only thing that ever causes me to come down with a sudden case of Tourette's and start fucking cursing left and right. There's nothing you could do about that. It's a mistake. Yeah, yeah. It's when you click that move and then you realise, oh, that's going through a tackle zone and it's already too late. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, I've started getting better. I'm in two leagues at the minute. I'm in the Calamitous Casual and I'm in the Vectis Blood Bowl League. And in the Vectis Blood Bowl League, I am top. Oh, yeah, out of like some good coaches as well. There's like Dimmy G on there, um, Ark Nalik. So there's some really good coaches in there and I'm top. When you play your matches, and I know you're streaming and you're, you're on Twitch and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But are you? Do you actually chat with your opponent while you're playing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I try and do is get him onto a Discord, or I will get the webcam. So if I played you, James, I would have you on a webcam in the corner, so everyone can see both of us. That makes it so much more fun. Yeah. When you can chat with your opponent. Yeah, we were both involved in that. Yeah, yeah, but me and Tom, we were chatting to each other and we were chatting to the, the chat as well. So we, we try and get everybody involved. I mean, we were, there was one point where someone went, Liam, a day, just to file every single turn. So I was like, <laughs> okay, fuck it, I'll do that. I'm not bothered. So yeah, please check us out on Twitch. Uh, come join in the fun. Uh, I'm going to try and get James on there at some point because if this is the time we can get James, I can play James in the evenings at any point. So I'm going to try and get a lot more live footage with James. We're going to try at some point as well and get Alan involved. And Alan's going to do the commentary while we play. So Alan's going to do the talking and commentary while I can sit there and concentrate. So when the new CCL league starts, I'm going to get into it and I'm going to go nuts for it. But Alan will be doing the commentary and we'll be doing everything like that. So that is something for us all to look forward to. And people always do ask, where is Alan? We want Alan on here. We want Alan. I love you, Alan. Alan! 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 Alan, as you all know, is real. He's honest. He appeals to people. People love him. Fucking get Liam off. We don't want to see <laughs> Liam. We want to see Alan. You kind of get the best of both worlds. You get Alan and his belly button and his big boobs and his big sweaty arse and his bold egg-looking head that looks like a tennis ball. Can you see me wait, I'm masturbating right now? <laughs> In fact, I'm the only one that's definitely wearing trousers at this particular... <laughs> Yeah. You've got your legs crossed like a lady. Trying to hide his erection. <laughs> yeah, but at least you can see my legs. Or, or you guys could be in your boxes for all I know. Well, we've technically all got them on. He is. Drew's in oh, his boxes. Uh, Drew's just wearing... Drew. The, oh, no. He's just hooked his trousers up for us. Yeah. yeah Drew's in his just boxes. Just finished as it happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alan, talking of all of your lovely features, are you having a boy or a girl for your number three? We don't know. You don't know? We don't know. We didn't find out. Alan needs male reinforcements in the house, yeah. so I'm going to go boy. I think that's rather sexist, Mike. I think you think it needs to be a girl. Uh, I think it's going to be a boy. A boy? I've got a good feeling, yeah. You've got yeah. two girls now, though, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so uh, it should be a boy. Nah, you could get another girl. Game over, man. Mm. Game over, man! Game over! Oh, damn it! I love it if it was three girls, though. I'd love it. I'm not suggesting that your wife's a crocodile, but crocodile babies <laughs> are either all male or all female, depending on the humidity and warmth of the nest. Yeah, obviously we've got two girls, but we've got a dog who's a girl and two cats that are both girls as well, so yeah. I'm properly outnumbered at home. Mate, I've got the same thing. Do you think that people are going to call him or her a COVID baby? Because uh... that's what people are doing, aren't they? Now? Everyone's, if everyone's had a baby during this COVID thing, we're all going to be called COVID babies. Why don't you name him COVID? No. <laughs> Ogden. If it's a boy, I'm calling it Ogden. 
Ogden. <laughs> yeah. Nice. What if, it, what, what if it's a girl? Zara the Slayer. No. <laughs> oh, that would be brilliant. Yeah, call her Zara. Don't tell your wife that it's a blood bowl thing and she'll be like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I mean, it'll work really well. She could become a porn star as well. <laughs> yeah. His fucking face. <laughs> Don't you mouth off to me or I'm going to slap you right in your penis. Did anyone else have a have an image of a girl with Alan's face doing <laughs> some grotty stuff on the internet? I do now. You mean a bit like Aphex Twin? <laughs> yeah. Exactly like Aphex Twin. Oh, nasty. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, dear me, I don't even know where to start. We've got Tom, who's quite new to Blood Bowl. Well, not new. He's new to Blood Bowl tabletop. So... Tom technically knows the rules quite well, but doesn't play them. He only plays online. So technically, he doesn't really know the rules that well compared to Alan. So what we're going to (laughs) do is we're going to do a little quiz for Alan and Tom. See if Alan can finally win one. Are we using 2016 or 2020? It's all 2020. Oh, okay. And these are questions. This is to give Alan the edge, right? (laughs) These are questions that we've already had. So, Alan, you know the answers. You have to get all of these right and win. Okay. Okay? You have to, or you're going to look like... Not only you're going to look like a noob at Blood Bowl, you're going to look like a mug. Okay. Right? <laughs> and a numpty. Okay. You, you really will. So, are you ready? It is time for... Alan Quiz! Alan, what is your speaker noise when you're answering a question? Ding. Here we go again. Welcome to Alan's Buses. Ding, ding. Enjoy your ride. Ding, ding. Hey, up, hey, up, hey, up. I'm Alan. Hello, my name is Alan. Fucking vegans! Stop! Ding, ding. Hey, up, Dr. Alan's here. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> ding. <laughs> What about you, Tom? What's yours? <laughs> Unless that just caned out the microphones. <laughs> oh, not pulling your butt plug out. <laughs> Mike, are you keeping the score, yeah? Yeah. Are you ready? So, what is the passing role for Woody's with no modifiers? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> four plus. It is a four plus. So, that is one to Tom. Come on, Alan, for fuck's sake. <laughs> What do you need to roll to fail a take route? Ding. Oh, no, Tom yeah. came first. What, what is it, Tom? To fail, you need to roll a one. Yeah, that's correct. Alan, <laughs> come on, these are so easy. Come on, Alan, you can do this. How many dice do you roll when rolling for a chef? Ding. Three. Dinga. Three. Well done. Well done, Alan. Right. Name four star players. Ding. Oh, is Alan guy? Oh, I don't know. I might have to make a different noise. <laughs> Go on, Alan. Deep Root. Yeah. Zog. Yeah. Um, Zara. Yeah. And um, Hatflam. Yeah, okay. We'll give you that. Well done. So. I'm going to make a different noise. Explain the jump up skill. <laughs> Go on then, Tom. Um, it allows you to move your full distance. If you roll uh, on your agility, you can then move your full distance. Yes. No. It is. It's changed ah. in the new rules. You have to roll your agility. Do you need? I'm sure you've changed that in the new rules that you have to roll your agility now. You do roll the agility, but it's got a modifier. Oh, we'll come back to that one. Why Drew gets out his magic box? I got a bad feeling about this. What strength is Deep Root? Ding. 
Oh, that was a, who was that, Mike? Tom. 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 Okay. It is six. Oh no, shit! It's not. Alan. Seven. Is he right? It's seven. seven. <laughs> Do I hear an eight? Do I want to go eight? Higher, higher, lower, lower. <laughs> Leather. Sorry, I'm just looking at Alan's face. I'm co- Come on, Alan, you fucking used it loads. It can't be five, because a normal treatment's five, so that's why I thought it was six. Strength seven. <laughs> Nuts to this. A normal treatment is strength six. So seven. Mike, Drew, what do you think? Deep root. Oh, it's, uh, I believe it to be seven. Seven! <laughs> seven. Thank you. That's it, Alan got it right. So I've got the jump up rule in front of me. Go on then, here's the jump up rule. Tom, have another crack at it. Well, I'm guessing it's a different number you've got to roll. Oh, is it with minus one modifier? Or no, it's based on how many people are around you when you get up. What did you just say, Bill? I mean, you've covered everything, but they're all wrong. So... There's movement as well, and uh, passing and strength, and no, I don't know. Alan, do you want to have a crack? Nope. <laughs> I just... I... I don't know. Okay, so, so with, with the jump up skill, you can move up and it doesn't cost you your three movement to get up and just move as normal. But if you want to jump up and block, you can do so. You just have to make an, an agility test with, agility. with a plus one modifier. Uh, there you go. Bosh. Next one is, what is Griff strength? Go on the top. Four. Four. It is. How many schools are there on a block dice? Ding. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right, Morik. Let's try again, shall we? This is called adding. One, two. So how many are there? Three. Three. <laughs> two. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I wish everyone could see Alan's face. He's in such deep thought. <sighs> how many times have you rolled those block dice, Alan? Quite a few. <laughs> one's on the both down and one's on the defender down. And the other's uh, pals, yeah. stumbles and pushes. So... There you go. So... Wait, wait, can we can we just discuss... Is this why you keep losing? Quite possibly. Because you've got three skulls on your dice. <laughs> Did you get some special... <laughs> I've got some um, dodgy dice, haven't I? I bought them off Steve Cross. Steve! Steve! Fuck Steve Cross. <laughs> there you <laughs> And the last one. What big guys, not stars, can you take on the Underworld team? <laughs> Go, Tom. Trolls, a Minotaur, and what was the other one? Ogre. Yes, that's right. Well done, yes. So, um, what's the score? 5-3 to Tom. 5-3 to Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, well, well done, Tom. Well, well done. done. Unbelievable, Alan. You're going to beat this one, though. You're going to beat someone. We have to get Daniel Bradley back on. See if we can get him to beat you. <laughs> Just so we can make you look good. I think he might beat you still. Thank you, Amsterdam. Good night. James, you've got rid of your beard, haven't you? Yeah, I went from Beard Jones to Stubble Jones, but now I'm back to Beard Jones. You did change your mind quite a lot about your beard. I'm glad that you've decided to be masculine. Well, I was having COVID nightmares, I'm not joking, because I had it. Back in mid-December, I had COVID for, you know, the two weeks, and uh, I got over it and everything was fine. And then, like, a week or two after that, I was having nightmares where I'd wake up in the middle of the night thinking that I had COVID in my beard. It was fucking weird. So I had to shave it off, like, just to get some sleep, and I finally, and I, and as soon as I shaved it off, I was sleeping fine. Wow. So... I don't know. Maybe your beard's got powers. 
It does. Maybe it was cursed. Yeah, I think you've definitely got ghosts in your beard. Probably. That is a Blood Bowl tournament right there. Curse of James Love Beard. I have squirrels in my beard named Acorn. <laughs> <laughs> we actually got the coffee cup. We got the coffee cup coming up. There's a coffee cup which Jip Jipperson runs. It is Jip, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. In uh, in Swindon, and it's 12 hours? 24. Is it 24 hours? 11 games in 24 hours. 11 games. Yeah. And uh, but towards the end, everyone's so tired and sleep deprived, they basically play like Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon, this is what I, my theory was, that Alan would start off like Alan, but end up finishing like one of the best blood bowl coaches in the walking world. Like the more t- like sleep deprived he is, the better he's going to get. And Alan's just going to dominate. We'll have to find out. So I, 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 love, I love Jip, and he did a thing on the uh, he had a little post on the BBC about the favourite people he's played blood bowl against. And I was I was reading down the list, thinking, oh fuck, my name's not there. Oh, I'll be down there somewhere. And it fucking wasn't. And I was really pissed off. And I thought, fuck you, Jip. I'm going to cut you. And then I realised <laughs> I've never played blood bowl against Jip. So <laughs> nobody seems to be mad at him. And also, um, it's nice that I like him so much, even though we've never played a game together. But we see each other at like the tournaments, the big NAF one in Nottingham every year, and some other water ones. bowl as well. Um, he's always at water bowl. Uh, he's always at water bowl. And, and, and he does our Christmas songs and they're always pure fucking genius. I love his Christmas messages. Jip's messages are brilliant. And thanks for that, Jip, by the way. And uh, if you guys want to check him out, well, he does a lot for Saw BBL, where Thrubball is going to be held as well. So that's going to be a good tournament this year, hopefully. Is anybody else slightly concerned about the amount of people that Drew wants to cut now? Nah, I like it. I like I like Angry Drew. Angry Drew is really cool. I quite like yeah. it. I'm going to open you up, you c- Oh, I like it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to slash you from knee to navel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bleed you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, I've been locked in my house with my wife for such a long time. And it's making me go mental. I spend a lot of my time hiding in the dark, waiting for to walk past so I can leap out of her front. <laughs> She's going to leave me. Um... We just can't get to the solicitors. <laughs> oh my God, that is so good. Awesome. Anyway, guys, I'm, we are going to call it at that. So thank you so much. We just want to thank everybody, like our sponsors, um, especially Grebo at the moment, who are going through a bit of a tough time with all these customs and stuff. And if you do have any problems with the postage or anything like that, please contact us over at Two Drop Things. We'll contact Liam or me. We'll fucking Nick, like talking to myself like I'm a third person. But come contact me. I will help you out as much as I can. I am working with Grebo at the moment just to get these parcels out and make sure that they are going to get delivered smoothly. So just Grebo's new resin stuff's amazing as well, by the way. Yes, it is. It's, stuff is great. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. And also a massive thank you to Punga, who is another one of our sponsors, who keeps offering to send us loads of teams, and we don't need them. What? Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? Hang on. Uh, I do. <laughs> I need that Punga undead pirate team. I want the pirate team too. <laughs> Again, thank you to Dan. If you want to check out Dan on Tyrant's Tavern Painting, he's done a bunch of videos which have started to come out now. So the Two Drunk Flings now have a painting video. Check out Twitch, which is the Twi- Two Drunk Flings one. It's Two Drunk Flings podcast oh there you go yeah so twitch.tv to drop things podcast thank you to dynamite for doing our production for us as usual you know mike it's always a pleasure we know how much hard work you have to put into this thank you so much uh, for everybody who's joined us thank you to everybody who has sponsored us thank you to james from florida bowl for joining us and also check him out oh actually james i'll let you do your advertisement yeah you can check me out on uh two drunk flings and friends flings over america 
Or you can find me on Pornhub.com under Beard Jones, the bearded clown. Swing, swing. Oof. Bearded clown. I've been saving that one up. It's <laughs> a good top. Bearded clown. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god. That is disgusting. It's been fun, guys. Yeah, awesome. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Take care. See you later. See you. Bye.